Good evening, good evening, C7 TNG, and welcome to our first ever edition of Take a Seat at the Table. Now, Take a Seat at the Table is something we will be doing as an age group throughout the year where we come together and talk about the big issues of life. Now, we strongly believe that we are called to take ground as an age group. Therefore, we can't afford to remain silent when it comes to any levels of injustice. So tonight we are going to be talking about racism. Now, many of you would have probably spoken about racism more in the last four weeks than you ever have in your entire life. And this is because of the death of a man named George Floyd who died not because of what he did, but because of prejudice. And this has been happening all over the world. People are crying out and saying enough is enough. So tonight we would like to invite you take a seat at the table as we talk about racism. Isaiah 61.1 says, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom to the captives, and release from darkness the prisoners. Now the idea behind tonight is that in order to have any level of impact, we have to be part of the conversation. So tonight I invite you to come and take a seat at the table and as we talk about racism. Now this might be uncomfortable and that's okay. It needs to be uncomfortable. And I genuinely believe that as we lean into the conversation and get a greater understanding of what is going on in our world right now, we can be a part of the solution. So first and foremost, one of the great young men in our church, Sanati, is going to come and share his story of his experience of racism right here in Scotland. And then a group of TNG are going to come together and talk about their experience and what they're learning in this moment. One incident where I think I was just abused for the colour of my skin was when, um, so I was just heading out, um, I was going to church, it was a Sunday morning. I was going to church and um, I literally, I think I was, I think I, I played drums at church, so I was just going over to, you know, practice and stuff. So I literally got out of my house and I walked over to the bus stop and across the road there was um, people arguing. So there was like, there was a white man and two white ladies, they were arguing. And I don't know really, I don't really know why, but he was drunk and I think they were drunk as well. They were just shouting across each other. And I was just, I was minding my business. And I don't even know why, but I had a feeling that um, something was going to get said to me for just no reason. So I literally, I pulled my phone out and I have a video of it, the incident. And I just, I just hit record. I was just recording the ground, but I had, I hit record. And um, as the man, like, so they split ways. So the, the ladies went down the road and the, the man was coming up near my direction, but he was across the road, not on my side. He was across the road and he just was like walking by and he just went to town just said any word under the sun that he said like three words and he just was like and the thing is i just knew like he just seen me and was like just wanted to take his anger on me and just to call me like words and i was kind of just like okay like and i sat there on the bus i sat there and i was just like like this guy literally just he, he just attacked me for no reason i was not even part of the argument i was nowhere near the argument like I was just, I was just waiting on my bus. If you think really, if you really think about it, I was waiting on my bus stop, unprovoked, not talking to anyone, listening to my music, 
and you know my, eventually my bus came really quick and I just kind of got on and left but yeah it was one of those, one of those things it's just like you don't really understand why people how someone can hate you for no reason like I've, like you could I could tell by the way he was screaming like he fully meant what he said and I was just I was just like ah okay again some people may have a conscious bias where they say things very overtly like they might call you the n-word or they might say I don't like black people but there's people who may have an unconscious bias or like a prejudice against black people and sometimes those are the things that aren't necessarily you can't really speak up against it so easily because it's it's not so overt. There's so many things that happen. Yeah. Whether it was you know, because racism comes in different ways, and you know, there's ways where it's a silent one, where nobody wants to talk about it because it makes everybody in the room feel uncomfortable, or yeah. nobody and not any black person wants to mention it either because then they would be labeled as the black person who complains about you know being that different yeah. person mm -hmm. and it's the whole thing about you know a lot of people say well i don't see color i just see as a human being i mean it's great but the fact that is a lot of us black people don't have that luxury of saying the same thing because mm -hmm. as much as we're trying to remember because sometimes we don't just we just don't sit down and think oh wait a minute i'm i'm black you know it's just is know how the mind works you know some days we just hang out with our friends and we just we don't even look at the color we, we walk past that but is that thing that we're constantly reminded that we are black and we are you know that i'm saying there's anything wrong with being black but i'm saying you know as much as we trying to kind of force ourselves not to see the color and to see that there there still is injustice in all work fields and all over the world yeah there's always society has always a way of reminding us constantly it's a constant reminder that you are different mm -hmm. than somebody else and therefore you would also get those different treatment there still is injustice going on around and even the way i've seen my, my, my you know my black friends being treated you know in front of me and where i've not even had sometimes that you know because sometimes you get you get that kind of like fear of speaking out sometimes because you don't yeah. know how people are going to react to you speaking up or whatever the outcome is going to be. And that's a common thing that a lot of black people feel sometimes, you know, and it's like you suppress all those feelings because we're, you know, as, as much as people want to tell us that, you know, you know, move on from this, you know, you're, you know, and the thing is, you know that people, we as black people, we don't try, we do want to move on we do move on and yeah, we do go on with our lives and do whatever but you know but like i said the opportunities are not there you're still seeing on the media you're still seeing in a lot of places they're still not giving the opportunities to mm -hmm. the black people or the people of color you know i'll be real honest like before like everything or when everything like surfaced like this year all all the murders as a result of racism I had no idea how ignorant I was because I think the way I learned about racism is that racism just happens in the form of words and like actions, but actually I think, and I kind of want to like, when it, 
think what people need to, well, mainly white people need to realize, all white people need to realize, is that racism isn't just like the odd word. It is actually deeply rooted in every system. It's not that the system is broken, it's been built like this. Even on that like note as well, like sometimes you don't feel like you can speak up and then just to kind of feel to that in the sense of, since you've kind of, it's happened to you, you feel like, okay, maybe someone else is gonna maybe like defend me or like, you know, kind of help you in that sense. Because mm -hmm. in the moment, kind of like Jerome said, you feel so uncomfortable, you don't really know how to act in that situation. Mm -hmm. or you've also been kind of you've built this system of oh i'll be because people have always encouraged you that oh you're overreacting oh yeah. it's just a joke mm -hmm. oh it's just yeah. this so it's like every time it's shrinking your experience and then you kind of feel like oh maybe i'm just like thinking about it too much or maybe i'm overreacting maybe i shouldn't speak up then but then it's just like the passiveness of everybody else around you it just yeah. makes you feel more like oh okay i'm, I'm more by myself that I already feel by myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you feel kind of helpless in that situation. So, yeah. How do we, like, analogy of someone talking about that, like, comparing that, like, what you're saying about people belittling, like, experiences to, like, a doctor? Like, if you go to a doctor's surgery and someone asks you, like, give me your level of pain and you say a number, when you say that number, the doctor then doesn't come back and say, like, try and negotiate it down, like, mm -hmm. and try to bring it down to what level they think it is, because it's not their experience, it's not their pain. Mm -hmm. Like, people try and do that. and yeah it's we need to be more open to like listening and actually hearing what people say their experiences but like mm -hmm. i kind of think as well like my experience when i was younger like same kind of thing as abby i honestly until all of this kind of resurfaced even over the last like year just speaking to people, like some of my friends and stuff i've heard a couple experiences and then obviously recently with it coming up again like um i've heard so much and just been researching so much and i've just been so shocked like hearing both of your experiences in school and stuff like I had no idea like in my school I, I didn't really see like at first like a face value I was never I never witnessed that to that level so like I, I like me growing up like I wasn't really I didn't ever have to think like that I never had to like question my teachers and stuff and that's just like an example of the privilege I've grown up in like I never had to think like that as a kid so it's it's honestly mm -hmm. my heart to hear that other yeah. people have and that you guys have but yeah I just think it's so, everything right now like creating even what we're doing right now creating a, a platform or a place where people can actually share and just show that we're listening like we're here and we want to make change and it's just so important what i one of the main things for me is i had to repent when this whole george floyd thing came out because i realized in this moment when it all came out that i had suppressed a lot of stuff and i had almost become so used to seeing it happen that it became like okay it's just gonna exist like that and i when i when i saw the image when i saw the video of what was happening to george floyd it almost awakened it in me and i had to pray and as because i was just the pain hit me and as i prayed i just felt like god was just present in the room with me i just could not believe that it like whether people say I did or not for me personally I felt convicted that I had turned a blind eye towards racism yeah. like I knew that it was ha happening but I didn't understand the extent of it and the fact that I even had like a an idea that it was still happening like I up until this point I was I've never been so vocal about it till now and I had opportunities in the past to be vocal about it and I'll be honest I wasn't and it's not that like, when I say that, it's not that I saw it and didn't do anything. It was more that like when people speak about it, 
I wouldn't encourage the conversation. One thing I again I was like you, Daniela, I had to pray because is I think for all for all of us who you know saw the video and like have obviously seen it and like seen like how it happened and like if you watch the whole eight minute video, it's kind of it's really hard to watch throughout. And you see in the video, he's crying, he's calling for his mum, like a grown man calling for his mum. That says a lot in in itself and. And I feel like for a lot of black people and a lot of people of color, it's easy for us to start remembering like past experiences and it resurrects old memories and stuff like that. And it's quick for us to get angry and start hating people because of how we were treated. And one thing I had to ask for was like peace. I had to ask for a lot of peace because yeah. I didn't want to be one of those people that was just started to go on social media and started bashing people for, you know, like all the things that have happened to me and start being like, you know, white people this, white people that, like, you guys are so privileged and start back, because I, I, I didn't want to, because the whole point of this is not to make them, not make, make people feel guilty and yeah. feel like it's your fault, this is what, like, we're, we're, like playing the blame game, it's kind of just like, you know, like, we have to kind of just, like, act accordingly and be, like, God wouldn't want us to start hating on them because they started hating on us, God wouldn't want us to, to do the right thing and educate them and and be like, you know what, this is, this, is, this is the real world, this is what it is, this is how our lives have been like for the past, you know, 400 plus years, since mm. from, from slavery up until now, like, obviously we're not saying that nothing has changed, but like, this, the, the same things are still, things are still happening that are just, that haven't really changed too much, we're still being oppressed to yeah. this day. You know, people have to know that the truth, they need to know the facts, mm -hmm. they need to know what's happening, yeah. You know, because you can't hide that. You have to let people know the fact that this and this and this is what's happening, and this has to come to a stop. Like it has to come to a stop. Mm -hmm. We need to realize that even though they, all of these have all of these bad things have happened, let's not repeat the same mistake again. Yeah. We can teach you that. Yeah, you might have been part of the problem or not, or regardless of the the issue. But it's not about, we can't focus back on the past. We not to need to look towards the future. Yeah. We need to now look on how can we better this situation. We're not going to get the point across by people killing one another, by people hating on each other, because yeah. this is not what God wants. Yeah. We're all made in his own image. This whole race thing is man-made. Do you know what I mean? God doesn't look at us in different category. I'm going to love the Chinese. I'm going to love the whites. I'm going to love the black. God doesn't look at us like that. You know, mm -hmm. it looks as a whole. We all are his children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And how can we live in a world where we're dividing each other in sector? Now, I'm mm -hmm. not saying there's, there's nothing wrong with us coming from different part of the world. There's so much beauty in that. We can celebrate each other. We can recognize that, yes, I may look different. Yes, you may look different. But that's okay. That's that's amazing because I'm able to learn from your culture. You're able you're able to learn from my culture, and we're yeah. able to combine together and move the world forward into greater and bigger things. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's the beauty of us individual coming up with the, you know, it come from different side of the world, and for us just to come together. So now I don't feel like we can resolve this by coming with this with a you know, negative mind and come with this as, you know, with your own personal agenda. This is not, a, uh, this is, we're trying to resolve a big issue. And mm -hmm. I think we can only move forward by, you know, learning that 
this putting the, the facts on the table and saying, okay, now that we, we talked about this, now let's figure out how, how we can move on from this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But with a positive attitude, not a negative one, because that's not going to help any situation. Like it's a, it's a two-way thing. Like, because as much as we can try and educate us, if the other person is willing to listen, and then not just mm -hmm. listen, but actually apply that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, because we can, like, it's kind of why I kind of reflect on why is this still a thing of today? Because people mm -hmm. have been trying to fight for change. And when I say fight, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, speak up for change. Like, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. is a great example of that. With, like, the peaceful protests and everything like that. And it's the way that, like, how, how are we still kind of here, if that makes sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some things that are happening, it just breaks your heart to see. Um, so it's that way of like, that's why I'm happy that this movement has come up and, and made such a drastic change right now, especially of people acting on words and not just saying it for the sake yeah. of saying it. So I feel like, like a substantial change will happen if people are continuous and the momentum stays up. So like, yeah, again, it's a two-way thing. Like we can give you, we can, you know educate you as much as we can but it's if the person will receive it as well because sometimes for that person like who's trying to educate it can be draining because it's like from mm -hmm. all directions everyone's trying to get your info if that makes sense mm -hmm. which is like you know what fair enough but it's like in the sense of i can give you my personal experience but on top of that there's some things that like would be maybe quite good to go away independently and go and learn some you know like history and stuff like that as well mm -hmm. as learn about people's experiences there's so, there's so much online as well. I think people need to realise that is they can find so much online mm -hmm. about history and like unpack it because like in school, for example, you're taught about the slave trade, but you're taught about the abolition of it, but it's like that full stop. So like that's glorified, being like, woo, it was abolished. Like that's it. You are not taught that actually the slave, like if you look at the history, that was 1833, it happened. It, did, it took minimum six years for it to take effect. Unless it was about uh, 700, 780,000 slaves were legally, that's what it literally says, were set free. Now, there were millions and millions of slaves that didn't get set free. There are still 40 million slaves in today's society. And mm. you are not taught about the process. You are not taught that it took a minimum 10 years for like some, not even a lot of slaves to be set free. You are not taught that up until two, some people say that it's not happening in the UK. The system it like has racism at the root of it because until 2015, UK taxes were still mm -hmm. paying back and compensating yeah. slave mm -hmm. trader families for the amount they lost as a result of the abolition of slave trade. And you can find that all, guess where? Google, like it is all on Google. Talking back to that question of like how God views racism or like what God's view of it all is. And I was listening to one of uh, Mike Todd's messages on uh, racial reconciliation. He was talking about the verse in Revelation where it says, um, after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count and every nation, every tribe, every people, every language standing before, before the throne and before the lamb. So like that's, that's a picture of kingdom. And like we as, as Christians, like in the Lord's Prayer, it says, let kingdom come and let, well, let your will be done. Like it's our like, call as Christians to bring kingdom to earth. And he said this thing, like he thinks when we all go to heaven, like we'll have one of two testimonies. Either we'll get there and we'll be like, wow, this is amazing. We're all reunited again. 
because we already had that on earth and it's it's amazing or we'll get there and we're like oh we're finally we're finally united um and we'll have regret of like why why did we not bring that on earth why were we not united before now so i think like our role as christians like is to pray into that to act on that actually example god because god is love like we're meant to represent him we're meant to bring kingdom down so i think it's just really important for us like as christians to to set that example and to actually not just set it like um i've heard so many people saying like the fear of of saying the wrong thing or saying silent is like more hurtful or more painful than saying the wrong thing sometimes and like so i think as christians it's important for us to speak out even if that is literally being like an example of love and and speaking love and speaking the truth yeah, yeah. and also as well i feel like as well people as as much as i you know the symptoms they're they're getting themselves you know they're learning about you know the history of like slavery they're lear learning the history about black people and i think it's also it's important for now the world to also learn before slavery because yeah. her story didn't just start with slavery as yeah. well you know yeah. and i mean when you hear about in the bible even in egypt where mm -hmm. is egypt egypt is in africa mm -hmm. a lot of things have happened in I mean, there's so much beauty before this horrible mm -hmm. man-made racism stuff. Just look mm -hmm. about like where mathematics started, where science started. You know, you hear all this great history about, you know, these African, you know, um, uh, people who kind of mapped what the world is today. And, yeah. and also, you know, it's also important to enrich the, the, the population about the the amazing stuff that black people have created yeah. of being part of. There's so much beauty as long, as much as, you know, it's good to look at the history of like where the slavery is, but also look, give yourself the chance to look before slavery and after the slavery, mm -hmm. what, what all the great black men and women have achieved, you know, to, to the, the society and to the world. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've been part of, so much history you know and it's so crazy that you know unfortunately that some you know sites of the world is still just showing that one side of yeah. the so much yeah. history of black people aren't spoken you know we're more than just we were kings and we were mm -hmm. queens and there's so many beauty you know we had mm -hmm. gold we have everything that you can name of and you know one thing i think a lot of people do need to um do is like have pain to mourn like if you are yeah. if you are feeling like like this is a heavy talk because i it's been weighing on me a little bit as well so it's you know you have to have you have to mourn otherwise it's just gonna build up and you're, yeah. it's not good for your mate it's not good for your mental health or your soul so you do have to mourn but also find find peace in it afterwards and try and uh, go on with life and try and educate people and so mm -hmm. on and so on so yeah that's what i would say that's what i would say to that person uh, I'd say for someone going through pain at the moment is to first of all like take it to God and even if you might not know what to say just kind of laying it at his feet and praying about it and distancing yourself in the sense of like kind of like Sanati was saying how it's okay to take time away just to kind of process it because it can be a lot and for someone who's maybe been feeling this a lot and feeling they've had to kind of suppress everything and like it's kind of the last straw almost so yeah. you kind of feel like oh like i've i've had it now so just yeah. try and like breathe take that step back have that moment and like it doesn't even have to be like a moment but have that time 
because try not to rush that kind of like Sonia was saying. Mm-hmm. And then at your own pace, then get back up and then try to share your experiences if you can or when you feel right, like doing things according to when you feel you're ready. Mm-hmm. And then, because everyone's experience is different and everyone's like, you know, wavelength is different and how they deal with pain. So like try and find the way that's best suited to you and always keeping God in the situation of everything because at times like these, it's quite easy to shut yourself off to everything. But as long as like, you don't really owe people anything in a sense, yeah. but like, as long as you keep God within the situation and then at your own time, feel like you can reach out to other people as well. That's another thing I'd say, find people you feel comfortable enough to talk to about um, what you're feeling. And if you can, sympathize with them as well um, and yeah just find strong connections to have that ability to talk with them so yeah, very good yeah for people like me to actually hear the stories it helps to raise that awareness and to like for people to understand so i would just encourage people like as lola said go through that process and take it to god and if, if they do feel able to i would really encourage people to share those stories like obviously not enough like if you don't feel able to that's like everyone has their own journey and their own capacity for that but if you do feel able to like people like myself are wanting to learn and wanting to hear and to yeah to be able to um educate ourselves so hearing people's stories really helps with that so i would encourage people when they do feel ready if they do to share looking at who god says you are and not basing your identity on what other people say but actually basing your identity on who he is because you're made in his image. And I think that's a very freeing thought because for me, growing up as a black woman, I have had to learn how to love my blackness. So you can't separate my blackness from who I am. It's part of my identity, it's part of who I am. So I've learned to love it by learning to understand that God made me this way specifically. And there's so much in being a black woman that I love. (laughs) I absolutely am like, listen, there is just so much joy in being a black woman that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And learning to love the parts of yourself the way God has made you is so powerful because it means that no matter what is going on around you, no matter what people are saying, no matter how people are treating you, you know the truth. So you know the the facts of who you are. So it doesn't, there's almost a barrier that you can put up against that hate, that that hate does not penetrate. It's like that shield of faith. When you lift the shield of faith, the hate can't penetrate because you know who you are and you're choosing to believe your creator over what other people say about you. So yes, it is, it's an, a journey to get there and you might not get there straight away. <laughs> it genuinely is and it's good to listen to great teaching. Like I would say Dr. Anita Phillips is a phenomenal yeah. teacher when it comes to like kingdom and what it means to be black <laughs> and our culture and who we are. And she is a phenomenal, phenomenal intellectual mind when it comes to that sort of thing so that's a great resource and listening to teaching on that that's biblical but also just very factual is just yeah a great thing to do yeah maybe as vocal sorry i'm a bike i'm a
You're freezing every How is oh disconnection? How is it now? It's good now. I'm not back now. You're back. Okay, y'all need to stop coming from my internet. Y'all wait. Y'all need to internet. Oh. Wow. The Lord is watching. I'm just going to say the Lord is watching. Anyways. No, but can you guys hear me now? Is that okay? Yeah, you're good now. Uh, so what I would say, like personally, back then, before this, I probably wouldn't have been as vocal or talking about my own experience and or stand up maybe as much as I would now, just because, like I said, it's because over the years I've been feeling like I've been taught to just suppress my feelings and yeah. not talk about it and being the one person, you know, the the odd black person who speaks about it or to make people feel uncomfortable you know things like that but i think now i'm i'm hopeful for the future i definitely know that you know we will be moving to better and great things even though there might be other people who may feel different but i do know the majority of the people you know their eyes are not open and they're they're seeing that you know this isn't a true issue that's going on and i feel like now i feel more vocal if I see any injustice happening, I will stand up for myself and yeah. stand up for anybody else that I see being treated unjust. And, and I also see that I can see people also embracing other people's culture even more, learning about it and respecting it, you know. And I believe now that, you know, people now have their eyes open. They can mm -hmm. see now, you know, you can see if a, a brand is not doing this and that, you know, you're not aware, your eyes are open. Yeah. You know, there's no excuses. There's no more excuses. You know, nobody can use excuse mm -hmm. that I didn't know or I wasn't aware, you know. Yeah. I don't know yeah, how much anyway. more you can be aware. You know, we've, people have spoken, the protest has been, people even in countries that you would have even ever thought would talk about this or speaking about it. So I don't know how loud and clear this could have been. So I just don't think that there's any more excuses for anyone mm -hmm. to talk about the fact that, you know, racism wasn't a thing, you know, but yeah. it's not about, you know, us blaming anybody, but it's not about moving on and, you know, let's speak less and do more action, you know. Going off what Jerome um, was saying, um, like action in the sense of, like, on a, on a global level, because we do need, because obviously mm -hmm. the structures need to be broken down and everything, and there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm hoping bit by bit that will gradually change. But then even speaking on a more local level, action in the sense of not idly standing by if it's like seeing someone else, you know, like being um, treated wrong. So I feel like even like mm -hmm. how this whole movement has sparked up conversations at home, like that's kind of giving you, like, giving me more hopeful, you know, because it's nice to know that people aren't no longer sitting in silence and we're able to use our voices and you kind of feel empowered as well that it's a, it's a kind of like an exhale type of release. Yeah, I just hope that, like, for the future as well, that no one would have to kind of grow up feeling how, um, how we even share experiences from when we were younger. Um, just, I don't know, because when you're growing up and then you're kind of made to feel that you're different which different is good but then it's kind of when it's said that different is bad then it plays on you as a character and how Daniel was saying that you know the journey to self-love 
was, you know, it was necessary and it was gradual, not to say it's a quick process, but I'm just wishing that in the future, like, young um, black kids and um, kids of, um, of colour would also feel that they're loved for who they are yeah. and they don't have to feel like being different is a, a wrong or a bad thing. And then mm -hmm. I just hope that, you know, because it, it's, it's not nice at all and it really does change yeah. you a lot. As you notice, like, even me, like, personally looking back, I noticed how much experiences that have like built up has actually changed me and kind mm -hmm. of altered me as a person and you know in like self-confidence and all that but like that's a whole other story but it's just in the sense of I just I wish for the future generation to feel comfortable in their skin and happy to you know celebrate the way they are so like a really big thing like our generation has such an opportunity to make a change now mm -hmm. and I think the biggest yeah. change that we can make is in the home like actually like raising our kids like our generation's kids to be brought up being like taught to be anti-racist and taught about racism and not to be non-racist so that's the biggest thing right now that's been said around but I don't want it to like become like a saying like yeah. oh we're gonna be anti-racist but like actually teaching our kids and actually bringing that into the home understanding like I didn't know much about black history until recently so like I'm my the next generation to be brought up like that so then the teachers of the next generation are going to be bringing that into schools and in all workplaces and things like that so I think it really starts like in the home is what I'm hoping. Something I just had sorry <laughs> I had a thought of like kind of going off what everyone's been saying in the sense of like not just um doing things for kind of like a, a checkbox kind of okay we've included this we've done this like we've, we've done our part but then in the sense of it is working towards unity. And I do believe that one day we will get there. Um, but like, hopefully it's for a sake of like, changing generations and not just for the sake of like, the look of it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. we don't want also the pity, you know, sorry, you know, also the, 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 it should happen in a way where it's gradually happening naturally. No, like as a pity because you're feeling like guilty or do you know what I mean? It just should happen because it should happen. I just don't also want people to forget that, you know, in this world, you know, I, as much as I am with, you know, this revolution as well, but I want people to also remember that it's not only the black and the white in this world. You've got Filipinos, you've got Asian, you've got people from different races. People do not forget to celebrate each one of yeah. us. It's not just the one we should be praying and the other one should. This is yeah. not the way it is. We should, because I think a lot of people would forget that. And I know mm -hmm. they will. You know, they were just trying to keep it like as a, a black and white thing. No, we should yeah. represent each individual races, indigenous people, everybody. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because there's beauty in mm -hmm. all over the continent. You know, yeah. and I think we mm. need to keep that in her mind. Do you know mm. what I mean? That we need to reinforce that. Yeah. Re give respect to each individual race that there is yeah. in this, you know, in this world. So I think we mm -hmm. should uh, remember yeah. that. There's just no turning back now. You know what I mean? Like this is, mm. I'm grateful for that. I would personally put everybody to jail. If I would personally come there and send you all to jail, okay? <laughs> so, Devin, I just remember to contact my PR team so <laughs> you can just send yeah. the invoice, you know, so, yeah. <laughs>